Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Still much more to share with you on this abortion ruling and the fallout in the aftermath. Uh, We will get to that and much more in 60 seconds. Roe versus Wade, of course, just overturned the other day. You might be thinking to yourself, you know, I'll believe I'll pack up and move to one of those red states I keep hearing about. Seems like they got the right idea. That's been kind of a common refrain over the past uh, a few years, since COVID especially. If so, we are happy to have you here in any red state, of course, but there's a whole matter of selling your home and then buying another one. If you didn't know, it can be a complicated mess, which is why it's incredibly important for you to have a good real estate agent. Years ago, our own Glenn Beck, who's not with us today, uh, he will be back I don't know, after his vacation, um, but he started a company called Real Estate Agents I Trust. The whole idea was that they connect you with the best possible real estate agents, both in the area you're moving from and the area you're moving to. Uh, Whether you're moving across town or across the country, the agents they work with will do everything they can to make sure you succeed. It's a great service, and it has changed a lot of people's uh, financial transactions. And remember, this is the biggest financial transaction you may ever have in your entire life, so it's really important. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, just a quick note here um, about CNN. Hopefully, things are going to change there. I mean, that's the big rumor, that they're going to get rid of, they're going to clean house. All these biased jur- so-called journalists. Uh, are apparently on their way out. Uh, I mean, that's the rumor they keep saying, and I, and I heard it was going to happen in the spring. It didn't. Maybe it'll happen in summer. Who knows? But Jake Tapper, who used to be a pretty reliable journalist, kind of did the same thing to both sides. Uh, he was just interviewing Boris Johnson, the prime minister in uh, Great Britain, and seemed to be trying desperately to get him to bash the United States. Uh, Tapper asked if he's worried about a decline of democracy in America. How can there be a decline of democracy when we don't have a democracy? This is just one of my pet peeves. I can't take it. Uh, But 
Tapper claimed his international friends are voicing concern, and I'll bet he has so many international friends, but they're voicing concerns that American democracy is eroding. Boris Johnson promptly dismissed these concerns, which kind of surprises me. Uh, When I talk to friends in Canada, the UK, Australia, and elsewhere, people express concern about the United States, Tapper said, in terms of our ability and our institutions to thrive and continue after what happened with the election of 2020. What happened? Some people believe it's a fraud, and so our democracy is in trouble. Well, then there was, of course, 1-6, the day democracy almost died. But Tapper said they're worried that democracy is on life support in the United States. Are you worried at all? No, Johnson immediately replied. You're not? I want to say this to the people of the United States, Johnson said. I'm not. I guess uh, get back to what I've been trying to say to you throughout this interview. I think it appears that the death of democracy in the United States grossly, grossly exaggerated. America is a shining city on a hill. That's the uh, Ron Reagan description. Mm. And it will continue to be so, he said. That kind of surprises me coming from him. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Let's go to uh, Ryan in Massachusetts. Hey, Ryan, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. (laughs) How are we doing? Good. Very good. I just wanted to comment. I know it's kind of late in the show now, uh, but on the church situation, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, you know, of course, we have a rhino for a governor here in Massachusetts, uh, and he had ordered that all uh, worship services be ceased because of COVID. Um, our mm-hmm. church never did. We stayed. We maintained being open until we did have a small little COVID issue. We did, and then we shut down for two weeks to make sure that we were doing our part, but um, we weren't doing it because the government told us to. Right. And uh, I have a good pastor friend of mine in Worcester, Mass, uh, who runs uh, the Adam Square Baptist Church. And um, they were going so far to shut him down as to having mounted police, uh, police cruisers outside of his church before and after church services. Um, mm. And, of course, it didn't make national news. You know, uh, of course. why would it? Why would a, a, a pastor standing up saying people need God, people need Jesus now, not uh, not to sit at home by themselves, be isolated uh, where Satan can attack them. Uh, but he, he, he took a stand. Um, now, I also wanted to add that this pastor was a convicted felon. Um, and he's actually since um, had his entire slate pretty much wiped clean uh, from the governor in New Hampshire. And it's completely changed his life. Um, but his, his point was uh, people at this point still needed to be able to be in church. And, and, the, and the government shouldn't be able to say whether churches could maintain being open or closed. Right. It was a, a personal choice if we wanted to go into church and expose ourselves to other people who may have COVID. Yeah, this is and, um, basic, right? I mean, this yeah. is it, it, when mm-hmm. it comes to this country, this should not be controversial. You, the controversial decision might come from the church to stay open in a situation like this. You might say, hey, you guys are not uh, respecting your congregation. You should take this thing online for a few weeks. You can absolutely make that argument. Many churches did, by the way. They, most mm-hmm. churches did wind up taking some sort of delay mm-hmm. and putting it online. 
But like <laughs> the idea that the the government can step in and stop a worship service, I would argue literally under any circumstance. I don't think there's any circumstance whatsoever that the government can be involved in that. They can take on in, in, behavior that's uh, illegal. Like if they're sacrificing human beings inside the church, they could do something about that. Uh, but like, uh-huh. that's, you know, that, that's really the extent of it. You, you can't tell a church to not operate. That right. is not something you can do. It's un-American, unconstitutional. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, now, you, I mean, there's exceptions to that. There is. Right? Because what if, what if some people enter the U.S. Capitol building and start milling around and parading? Then should you close churches? No. You'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Because, I mean, that is a crisis that you, you almost can't overcome. Really? Because yeah, I feel like you, you can overcome it. And we really? have pretty huh. well, actually. Yeah, It wow. was a crisis for a couple I mean, a couple hours there. Yeah. That was pretty bad. And then, you know, like three hours later, they, the government did its business anyway. I've always wondered, okay, let's say that these insurrectionists were entirely successful in what they did. Right. How would that even overturn our no? It wouldn't. Republic. It wouldn't. That's why I really don't it like the wouldn't. word insurrection. Yeah, it's right. stupid. Like there, uh, when it's just, uh, talking about the riot specifically, like it does. It's just not a good description of what occurred there. What yeah. what occurred there was a riot. Yes. You know. There, yes. It does seem like there were a few people in that crowd that had other aims, but with and no, a lot of those people were probably Antifa douchebags maybe i mean i i do think that there were people on the on the you know the, the yeah some the, people the, got carried away the proud boys sort of side of yeah. things and certainly not even all the proud boys but like some of them seemingly there are communications that show that they really did want to mm-hmm. try to do something crazy there that day and had some planning to it although we just came out just this weekend came out that uh tario who's the guy who was running the proud boys at the time uh, had a meeting with the Proud Boys and said, don't cross police lines. Oh, wow. Now, really, it, it seems like some of the Proud Boys didn't agree with that or didn't go along with it. Yeah, and they went anyway. But went anyway. Uh, but but the bottom line was there, there very, may very well have been some people in that crowd that did, did have those aims. But like, what is so, what does it mean? <laughs> like, you know, it, I don't, those people should be prosecuted for that. That's what it means. The people who mm-hmm. tried to actually overthrow the government, whether they had any rational basis for success or not, should still be punished. People who attacked police officers, 100%, easy for me to say, should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Uh, people who, you know, there were a lot of people who, who meandered in and meandered out and didn't do anything. Uh, was that a good idea? And still got prosecuted. Still got so prosecuted, yeah. yeah. Is that a good idea? No, I mean, I think you, you probably should have... Probably should have known, though, I mean, as, as many of them have pointed out, like we walked up to the doors and the police officers were like standing there letting us in. Mm-hmm. So we didn't think it was that big of a deal. I can understand mm-hmm. how that might happen in the middle of the chaos. Some of it I don't understand. I mean, like there's obviously video of people smashing through windows. Those people knew they weren't allowed in. Right. Like, like, yes. We know yeah. some of this stuff. Would, I, I don't want to downplay the, the day. It was bad. Mm-hmm. But the left has brought it to ridiculous, ridiculous yes. lengths. And what they're trying to do with this commission largely is silly. Where do you stand on the idea? uh, Trump basically came up and said, hey, we shouldn't have abandoned this commission. We shouldn't have taken the Republicans off the commission because now Mm -hmm. there's nobody pushing back. There's nobody giving the other side. There's nobody asking tough questions. Yeah, seems it does seem like that 
probably was a mistake. I, I don't yeah. know at the time I remember Trump ex- uh, complaining about it, but it, at the time, it, it is a it does seem to be a mistake here. There's no there's no other side. There's no Jim Jordan. Now they took Jim Jordan off the commission, but like there's no there's none of those figures sitting there and being like, wait, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yeah. There's none of it. There's no pushback. Uh, that that yeah. that's 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 you know probably not a good idea. I know my group, Ashamed Men, mm-hmm. uh, got our wires crossed a little bit. Okay. And instead of going to D.C., we wound up in Pocatello, Idaho. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ashamed and, Men as opposed to the Proud Boys. You're right. the Ashamed Men. Yes. And you guys went to Idaho? Yeah, Pocatello. Really? Specifically. Yeah. And then suddenly realized, well, there's not even a Capitol building here because <laughs> this isn't the Capitol. So I think we got our wires crossed a little bit. You, I will say you and, guys are a pretty crappy organization. I don't, I don't mean to are, be offensive to you. But, you know. Ashamed men have to have some outlet, don't they? I don't know. No, I don't. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think All they right. do. It's just on the internet in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to uh, Dakota in Indiana. Hey, Dakota, you're on the Glenn Beck program. How are you guys doing this afternoon? Good. It's only morning. Where are you guys are... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's still, it's still 11. So yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, um, go ahead. A call about the um, Supreme Court case of Dubs mm-hmm. and Roe vs. Wade. A lot of the states that have these trigger laws going on, there are also states that state that an abortion is also—it's considered an abortion if you are carrying a baby and you miscarry, and that baby has to be medically removed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that I have spoken to since this case has come out are traditionally vote conservative but that's where they draw the line is because these states aren't and nobody's talking about that they still qualify that as a, an abortion but yeah it's not it's not yeah obviously they need to be appreciate yeah. the call dakota uh they need to be careful about that yes some of the laws because, do need to be careful about that uh, it, look, for example i know for a fact uh the arkansas law is written <laughs> with that as a specific exe- uh, exception Right. A miscarriage. There, a miscarriage yeah. and then the removal. That's a specific exception in the Arkansas law. I believe most of these states are treating it that way. There may be a state or two that is not, uh, not because they intentionally are trying to, you know, make that a criminal activity. They just didn't write the law as clearly as they should have mm. and that will be corrected by these states i don't think they're gonna have any problem with that I, I, but you if know. they don't correct it of course that's going to be used against the right yeah. in this ruling this is what we're hearing right now which is the, we're the fear-mongering on top of this right mm-hmm. uh, a, a big focus of this is what clarence thomas wrote in his concurring opinion which basically said look what we did to come up with Roe versus Wade was insane. We just created these rights out of thin air. We've done this in a bunch of other pe- uh, cases either as well. And we should go back and address those like contraception, like uh, gay marriage. We should go back and, ad- and address these uh, like um, the anti-sodomy law that was in Texas. We should go back and, ad- and readdress these. Now, he's not making the argument that any of these things individually are bad or wrong or should not be legal. He's just saying the case as decided, was terrible legal precedent. And we can't just ignore that. However, we should point out, they have one vote for that. One. Now, it might very, I think it is the correct legal argument without question. You can't just manufacture law. All those those rulings were poor legally. The, 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 the judicial mm-hmm. basis for it was poor. But that doesn't mean 
that there's an appetite to go back and investigate those cases and overturn them. The only, literally, they got one vote for that. They also got two votes of the six basically came out and said, we're not doing this at all. That was Roberts and Kavanaugh. And in Mm. the main opinion, it said, this has nothing to do with those other cases. Like they specifically came out and said, only abortion. Yet, yet if you Alito made that really clear, Alito was very clear. Thomas said, look, I agree. It's only abortion in this case. I think we should go farther. He's the only vote on the Supreme Court for that. The only one. Mm. And I think, honestly, he's correct when it comes to a legal standard. But, you know, that's it's just not happening right now. Yeah. 888-727-BECK. More patents due for Glenn coming up. Uh, You know, one of the things that the left is screaming about is, uh, oh, okay, well, watch out uh, same-sex marriages because you're next. Watch out trans people because you're next after that. They're just going to put you in prison. Fear-mongering. Fear-mongering. This is just fear-mongering. You know, Clarence Thomas, again, is the only vote for this right now. Again, I think he's setting this up and saying, like, look, long-term, we should move this way as conservatives because we know every conservative legal scholar knows these decisions were decided improperly. That doesn't mean the under... the 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 foundational uh, policy there is wrong right. like if we went back to the the contraception case and overturned it mm-hmm. what would happen is every state in the union would allow contraception almost certainly i i don't think there's any doubt about that now yeah. there's other you, you want to talk about gay marriage it might get a little bit more questionable but the state the 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 court in and of itself. They said they're not going back to, on any of those cases. said they're not going back to them. I mean, and Kavanaugh, specifically mentioned it. Yeah, they specifically said this has nothing to do with it and does not influence that. Kavanaugh specifically said, no, we're not going there. Mm-hmm. We know Roberts isn't going there. You know the three liberals aren't going there. So the idea that this is going to happen at least anytime soon is, is crazy. It's just fear-mongering. Mm-hmm. And most of these policies would, you'd have no problem with them even if, it, if these legal cases the case the supreme court cases were overturned now again there'd be all sorts of problems uh that would arise from overturning them when it comes to paperwork and and other things like that's and that's part of the reason why they're not going to do it honestly uh you know when it comes to like something like gay marriage well that's one of the reasons they're not going to do it they know it's a terrible obergefell was not a good decision it was not well argued it was judicial activism that does not Mm. mean that they are taking a position on whether gay marriage is right or wrong. They're mm-hmm. just saying that there's no enshrined constitutional right to it, obviously. I mean, I, I, they could have written it into the Constitution if they wanted there to be one, right? Yeah. Obviously, there yeah. isn't a constitutional right. That being said, it may or may not be right or wrong policy. And a lot of states would just say, well, of course, it's finally, you know, let's go that way anyway. You know, this is what mm-hmm. this is one of the real and, and Alito hit on this in in his opinion. One of the real crimes of uh, of uh, Roe versus Wade and several of these other opinions is it takes it out of the hands of the people. It implements this sort of top down judicial hierarchy where you can go to the people and say, "Hey, we think this is right, and therefore you do it. We want it to be in there, and therefore it is." And that is not how the Constitution, it's not supposed to be working like that. It's really wrong for it to be working like that. And 
look, the, the conservative movement has spent 50 years trying to prove that and now have come to the place where they have, at least for the time being, until until the liberals get control of the court and they reverse all of this, which I would not be surprised at all if they do. I wouldn't either. I mean, you, you think you get, you get a 5-4 liberal majority in there? You think they bring an abortion case really quickly oh, and overturn it again? Absolutely. All of a sudden, they all will. this starry decisis talk will be out of the window. Out the window. <laughs> yes. No longer do they care about precedent. <laughs> You know, I love my that's one of my favorite arguments on this, Pat. This overturns 50 years of precedent of a legal right to abortion. And Uh, so what did Roe versus Wade do then? What did it it overturned 150 years of precedent, right? It overturned 150 years of tradition and history, uh, the rights of the states to manage this process. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes decisions are, quote, egregiously wrong from the start, end quote. And that's what you do in those cases, correctly. Pat and Stu for Glenn, other Glenn Beck program this week. Uh, We promised to show you some people who were very, very thoughtful over the weekend and had some brilliant things to say uh, about the Roe v. Wade situation uh we've had videos of this guy before his name is dash dabrowski and uh he's <laughs> urging people to get out and vote that's his thing right hmm, it seems to always be the thing pat yeah you know yeah it, it does, does seem to be the thing all the time especially from the left when they come out and they say they have an issue mm-hmm. how do you solve it it's always voting for them vote for them you know and then you say well what's the problem well it's uh, racism abortion access or whatever mm-hmm. what do you do about that problem you vote for democrats uh and then yeah. when democrats get elected did they solve the problem no no it's it's always it's worse than we thought it was we thought it was bad before but now it's even worse right what do we do about it better vote for democrats exactly is it solved yet well no it's even worse than we thought <laughs> so what do we do we better vote for democrats oh it's that circle of grift uh-huh. over and over and over again these Works same them, idiots fall for the same things yeah but this particular dash is upset uh, about Roe v. Wade being overturned, and he's tired of the videos of women crying. Uh, he was, he's very sad about that, and here's his advice. We knew this day was coming, people. We knew it when Donald Trump appointed three Republican Supreme Court justices who <laughs> Actually, said no, they would we, uphold we, we, Roe we v. Wade and lied under oath just so they could get confirmation <laughs> and then overturn it once they came into power. It's Dash we knew Dabrowski. this day oh. was coming. So what are we going to do now? What? Are we going to surrender? Are we going to say, no, it's over. We're going back to the dark ages. No, no, stop it. We're going to mm. show up to oh the ballot God. box in massive do. numbers. Massive. And we're going to make sure numbers. women's reproductive rights return Reproduct- to where they belong. Oh. In the hands of women. Not in the hands of six Republican Supreme Court justices. Are you with me, people? No. Are you no, with me? And are you uh-uh. with the Democrats? If no. you are, you better show up to vote blue this November because everything's on the line. Guess I'm okay then because oh I'm God. not with him. That was like a caricature of every social media personality <laughs> together. Yes. I've never seen that guy before. Who is he? Uh, Dash Dabrowski. Holy crap. Like yeah, the awesome. fake intensity. Yes. The wild hand gestures. Yes. The crazy like. The eyes that are about to pop out of his skull. Oh my God. Was that terrible? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Is this guy's a known quantity? Like he's been out well, there? Well, he's known to us because we've played a few of his videos. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, gr- that's a great Unleashed. find. I got to say, that's a great find. Yeah, he's he's something. Uh, 
some you know major problems with his uh, thought process uh, there. <laughs> yeah, you um, think? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I can't, I, I don't know that I can name them. The one interesting part I always come back to on this is there's this idea that, you know, women's reproductive rights should be back in the hands of women, not decided by a bunch of male Supreme Court justices, Republicans in the Supreme Court. Now, of course, Amy Coney Barrett's new, so they don't include her. Now they just say, they're saying, oh, Republican uh, mm-hmm. justices. But like, number one, the right of abortion, which is not a right and is not in the mm-hmm. Constitution, was mm-hmm. given to you by seven men. Okay. Many of them Republicans, by the way. Right. So that mm-hmm. was, uh, that's number one, a Republican appointed. Uh, but it was seven men who decided on Roe versus Wade. So that the men gave that mm-hmm. right that supposedly exists to women in the first place. So if you don't want women, men's hand on, hands on it, well, it's a problem because then you don't have the right in the first place. That's uh that's kind of a big problem for kind this of. argument. Um, and, of. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm constantly like, I, I'm perplexed by these arguments in and of themselves. They're just silly. You know, they don't, they're, they're not thought out very well, Pat. They don't. No, they're like, not. They should take less time posting and more time reading. That would be nice. You know? Yeah. Become Little. informed on the issue before you post it. I, I, I don't know. That should be kind of a thing. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, f- learn then vote. Right? Yes, like the order was, is important. Yes, you need it to is. you need to do that. But I, I was uh, fascinated by this because I talked to uh, the person who wrote the bill that led to this decision. Uh, oh, on the air on Studios America. It's a great interview. You should you should go back and check it out. And and you'll and now you'd think, of course, this is obviously a white man um, that mm. has no interest in women's reproductive rights. But no, it happens to be Representative Becky Curry, who is uh, from Mississippi who wrote the 15-week law, who uh, is a woman. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may detect that from Becky, but these days mm-hmm. it's difficult to tell on how someone might identify. Um, but also was a nurse who worked in a maternity ward. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also picked 15 weeks partially because she once delivered a baby at 15 weeks and who struggled for life. And she always remembered mm. uh, this, this, this little, little girl. So it is the story of a woman who wrote a bill about a little girl, a baby girl, who she hoped would survive. And that led to the overturning of Roe versus Wade that we tell we, that we are told is all about men implementing their will on women. Jeez. In- incredible. It, very. <laughs> uh, wow. Also, there's this CNN commentator uh, who's talking about some issues in her own family and is seemingly saying that uh, perhaps these people in her family should have been aborted from the start. The mother okay. before, during, and after yep. the child. And I am not anybody to tell you what you need to do with your life or with your uterus. And because I have a family mm-hmm. with a lot of special needs kids. I have a brother who's 57 mm-hmm. and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old. And I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. And I know not all families can do it. And I have a step-granddaughter mm. who was born with Down syndrome. And you know what? It is very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as mm. easy as it sounds on paper. And I've got another, another step-grandson mm. who is uh, very autistic, who has Uh-oh. autism and it is incredible. And, I, and their mothers and, their, and people who are in that society or in that community will tell you that they've considered suicide. Because that's how difficult it is to get help. 
because that's how lonely they feel because they can't get other jobs because they have financial (laughs) issues because the care that they're able to give their other children Uh suffers and so why can i be catholic and Uh still think this is a wrong decision because i'm american i'm catholic inside the church I'm Catholic when it comes to me. She's Catholic inside the church. Inside the church. That great? God, that is a great line. And I'm not Baptist. And you have no damn right to tell them what okay. they should do with their body. I mean, huh. Nobody does. All right. God, there's so much there. there. Yeah. The Catholic inside the church is probably my favorite line of all time. I mean, Anna Navarro is continually idiotic. I mean, she has not said anything yeah. of value, I don't think, in her entire life, but... She's on these shows all the time to because she's, you know, uh, put they put an R next to her name or they say she's a Republican strategist, which there's no real evidence she ever was a Republican strategist. <sighs> a Republican but, strategist. Right, she's one of these like Republicans that uh, comes on and does nothing but <laughs> criticize Republicans. Like, yeah, you know, the, you know, the yep. shtick, obviously, it's something that she only has the R. So CNN will put her on right. to bash Republicans. Right. And, and obviously she's a. T- She's terrible at this, right? Yeah. So they don't want to. They have better people to argue the liberal points, right? You could find a liberal that will make points much more coherently than her. But she gets very. She does the same thing that your Dosh Dombrowski guy does. <laughs> yeah. She stares yes. at the camera. She gets really intense. She screams over the guests. She. I mean, she had a. Uh, I want to say a battle, but you know, it wasn't much of one considering the intellect difference. But her and Jonah Goldberg. Where she, I mean, she just says these things. You're just like, no one could possibly believe these are good arguments. She's just an idiot. You know, she's a complete idiot. She's been an idiot since day one. CNN puts her on because she just keeps saying the liberal thing over and over and over and over again. And here, the liberal thing seems to be she wants several family members executed. Yeah. Like, they were too much of a problem. We wish we could get rid of them. Her brother uh, and her, was it uh, uh, nephew with, so her brother has the intellectual capacity of a one-year-old and he's 57 mm-hmm. she's got a down and motor syndrome skills and motor skills mm-hmm. a down syndrome person in the family she wants gone and a step-grandson who just has autism all of them i guess should have been aborted would have been a lot easier on her right you know and that's the yeah. most important thing uh, not, not that they get a chance at life but that uh, things are easier for her <laughs> that's that's what's crucial here and that is the foundation of the argument guys mm-hmm. everybody needs to realize that that is not some caricature. That's just what they think. They think it's more important for people to have easier financial lives uh, than for people to be alive. And that's really the the bottom line here. That's not I'm not um, yes. that's not me coming up with some crazy caricature. You heard no. her just say it. That's right. really what they think. They, they and they're passionate about it. How dare you limit some, my life to keep someone else alive? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, all of these people could have been given up for adoption, right? Yeah. You could have done several other things with them, and they could still get the chance of life, and you could right. not be con- inconvenienced. Like, that, that is actually an option. <laughs> there, right. You can drop off any child at pretty much any fire station in America, and they will get to, uh, it might not be the best life, but they will have a chance at a life. And I will tell you, a lot of people who have lived bad lives would choose those bad lives over no life at all. I think most of them would, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it really is a fascinating thing. And again, presented as this moral, empathetic right. case. We're the evil ones yeah. for trying to protect We're trying life. to limit it. But they're the great righteous people who, I guess, just want to kill children. That's the way to go somehow. Mm. Then we have this wonderful person on TikTok who had a message <laughs> 
for the pro-abortion protesters this weekend. Uh, this person, I don't know their pronouns, but uh, I'm guessing they, them, uh, something like that. But they want everybody included. Just a reminder, because it seems like everyone needs it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just women get abortions. Oh, yeah. People with uteruses get abortions. People with uteruses. Trans people get abortions. Trans men. Non-binary men. people. Binary. People non-binary. of all genders get abortions. Oh. All genders? Really? Even Love you. Traditional cis men get them now, too? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that, because yeah. I know that uh-huh. men... Without a with with a uterus, which are just women who are saying they're men, right? They're trans men, <laughs> How as they're called. Dare you? I'm trying to explain. How this. dare I'm you tra- spew your hatred <laughs> right in my no, face? I'm, I'm just trying to explain How to the. Dare you? We have a lot of right wing listeners, Pat, and I want to make sure those haters out there understand. <laughs> okay. The categories. I, of course, believe this is absolutely legitimate. A man. Um, it's a man who has a uterus, right? But some people do not understand that. So what I'm saying is these are people that are just women saying they're men. Now, that that is not how I feel at all. But I want to make sure the, the, the audience not. filled with hate mongering haters okay. understands. And right. uh, so so you're so we can say that a woman who mm-hmm. transitions to a man could have a baby because, you know, they, they still have all the parts of a woman or at least many of them mm-hmm. um, then. But like, can a man like I am a man. I have not transitioned from anything to anything and don't plan to in the near future, Pat. Yeah. Now, at some point, mm. you never know when that's going to change. Obviously, very fluid. At any point, I could be like, you know what? I'm a chick today. But right now. So would now, you consider yourself male fluid then? I would just expect, I would just say male. Okay. You know, I don't huh. think male fluid sounds all that appetizing. <laughs> so I'm going to just skip over that and just go right to male. So I'm a male. Okay. And my <laughs> my continuing position throughout life has been uh, I'm a male. And I don't have huh. any other aspirations to transition at any point but no matter wow, what so i transition to i will never so have a uterus you won't no so How but now she's that, saying though? even men can get abortions yeah all genders she said could get all, abortions. all of them all 97 facebook genders can have abortions so i can have one too yes i'm i'm interested in this process i'm not gonna your ignorance astounds me even as you're trying to perform for the right-wing kooks, they're listening. <laughs> yeah. Still, your ignorance astounds me. Mm. That hurts, Pat, but I think I deserve it. I don't yeah, know I how do. exactly. I think you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 727. It's uh, 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. He's on vacation this week. Uh, I, I hear that today we get some incredible relief from the uh, intense heat that we've been suffering. It's going to be down to all, all the way down to 95 for the high today. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, wow. I hope you brought a sweater with you to work. Utter did paradise. You, did you bring a sweater? Because, man, I don't know how we'll deal with that. That's incredible. It's, it's, it's like really 114 hot. degrees cooler than it was yesterday. <laughs> it so, really has been amazing. Oh, down my here. gosh. We had an issue, a year like this, and I think it was 2011 when we first yeah, came down yeah, to yeah. Texas, and we had, a, I don't know, something like 40 or 50 straight days in Dallas where it was over 100 degrees. There was one. It was either the year we got here or the year before uh, where Dallas had, I think it was 73 straight days. 
of 100 plus. Yeah, that might that must that's have been unacceptable. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry, not, that's unacceptable. I was, even as a guy who com- continually complains about how cold <laughs> yes. Glenn keeps the studio, it's too much. It is a lot. Oof. It's a lot to deal with, you know. And obviously, uh, that means that the, the government should federally regulate all aspects of our society and economy. Thank you, uh, because of the fear that <laughs> thank you it, it may increase another degree in 20, 30 years, and mm-hmm. that would be the difference. You know, if it was only 107. Mm-hmm. It would be fine, but it's 108 yeah, right. here, and that is... It's that extra temperature that global warming has mm-hmm. uh, is responsible for. Unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. Hopefully, we can get the government to manage every aspect of our economy to deal with it, even though that still won't make a lick of difference, because no. China's not going to care. But ignore that. If you just ignore that, it makes it feel a lot better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It fixes the problem. Yeah, really fast. If you ignore it. Really fast. So... As with all problems, Pat, the best way to deal with it is to completely ignore it. Ignore it. (laughs) And uh, we will see you tomorrow to ignore more big problems uh, in this country. (laughs) And on Stu Does America as well tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Subscribe to the podcast and Pat Gray Unleashed as well. All part of Blaze TV. You can subscribe to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Back Program.